Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, this morning, about 14 years ago, Diamond made that decision to uh, go to the LA Dream Center. Actually, four, 14 years ago, tomorrow, right? The next day, the third. And the reason that she went July the 3rd is because you had to be 18 years old in order to get into the LA Dream Center. And Diamond was the youngest person to ever go into the uh, Dream Center's uh, discipleship program. And uh, the reason that it was the third is because her birthday is July the 2nd. And so we're going to celebrate our first lady this morning, <laughs> Pastor Diamond Friedel. And, and her 32nd birthday, I guess when you're 32, yeah, I know, it's, it, it flies. Uh, let's just pray right now. Just stretch your hands forth towards, towards Pastor Diamond. Lord, we thank you, Father, for the restoration work that you have done in her, Lord God. We thank you that Satan has been defeated, that the work that he tried to destroy her life with God is now using, just like he did this morning, to bring forth glory, bring forth hope, to bring forth agape love through this woman, Lord God. I pray, Father, that she will continue to grow in you, Lord God, that boldness will continue to rise up inside of her, Father God, that courage will bubble up within her, Father God, that she will begin to discover gifts within her that she has still yet to tap into, Lord God, that your hand is upon her, Lord God. And when your hand is upon us, and we, as we saw in the video, we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And I don't know anyone that has humbled themselves before you more than my wife, Lord God. And your word says that in due season, they shall be exalted. And that season is here. We, we as a church, we honor, we exalt you, Diamond. We thank God that you are in this church, that we get to glean from you, Lord God, that we get to, to sit and, and, and see Diamond be brought forth for your purposes, Lord God. And according to your word, I pray that, that her latter days will be greater than her former. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen, amen. amen. We were a little confused on, on when we should celebrate, you know, 4th of July. Is it this Sunday or is it the next Sunday? So we went with this Sunday. Is that cool? Did you enjoy that video? That was, that was a good video. And, and we, we, man, we, we need to pray for our country. I, I hope you're praying for whatever elected officials, you know, is in your district, uh, are in this. We, we need to pray for them. We need to pray that God will, will give them a dream. God, God will be able to break down hardness in their hearts. And, and that God can be able to bring this country together because, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be a God move. Amen? Amen. Uh, all right, who's ready for Samson part three? I need my, uh, I need my notebook. Uh, Al, stop texting. All right. Um. <laughs> Great. Oh. oh, Al, Al. Oh, God, but it's all right, man. It's... It's all right. Love you. Yeah, I know. And the traffic, a lot of traffic on the uh, Driscoll Bridge this morning. Um, who's going to the beach after service? 
<laughs> it's going to be a hot one, baby. It's going to be a hot one. Uh, all right, we're going to do Samson Part 3. Man, this series has been really challenging, really powerful. I, I hope that if you missed one of the uh, s- sermons that uh, you'll catch it online. Uh, week 1 on Father's Day, uh, we uh, uh, had a message called the, the, the power of a made-up mind, and we looked at Samson's parents and how before Samson was ever born, they made up their mind how they were going to raise their son. They didn't wait till the challenges came. They decided before the temptation and the trials ever came how they were going to respond, and that's, that's how we were able to glean from Samson's parents, and, and last week we saw in a message of strong men with weak will and how Satan loves to make strong men weak. And he does it through three different attitudes. He he does it through lust, I want it. He does it through the attitude of, of entitlement, I deserve it. And then lastly, he does it through our pride, I could handle it. And when you live your life that way, I want it, I deserve it, I can handle it. In that moment, you are getting set up for a giant fall. But as Satan loves to make strong men weak, we found out that our awesome God loves to make weak men strong. And that if you could humble yourself and say, God, I am weak without you. I can't do anything apart from your grace and your spirit and your strength and your wisdom and your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In that moment, weak people become strong in the Lord. That the word says that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And uh, now we're going to look at Judges chapter 16 in a... A message I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title, Baby Steps Towards a Big Fall. Baby Steps Towards a Big Fall. And, and, and Samson just accomplished, as we're going to pick up this story in Judges chapter 15, verse 14, he just accomplished an incredible feat that he, he just, under the, 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 the strength of the Lord, he just slew a thousand Philistines that were, were, were about to capture him and, and take him captive, that, that the strength of the Lord came on him. And, and it says, uh, verse 14, as Samson arrived at Lehi, the Philistines came shouting in triumph. But the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, and he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were just strands of, of, of just weak string. And they fell from his wrist, and then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey, picked it up and slew, killed 1,000 Philistines with it. And then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, I've, I've piled them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I've killed 1,000 men. I mean, what, th- this is incredible, what, what God was able to do through one man surrendered to him. And, and you have potential inside of you. So many men and women have so much potential within themselves, but, but us a lot like Samson, we get in the way. We think it's our strength, and we let pride get involved, and, and we let the, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, take us down, just like the, it did to Samson. And it says, verse 17, when he finished his boasting, he threw away the jawbone and uh, placed it on a place called Jawbone Hill. Interesting, very creative, the Bible, very creative. Verse 18, Samson Now he was very thirsty, and he cried out to God. You have accomplished, oh, see, he's given God glory. He's given God the the honor. You have accomplished this great victory through the strength of your servant. 
And now I'm about to die of thirst and fall at the hands of the Philistines. And, and see, Samson has a moment where he understands it's not his strength, but it's Christ in him. That it's not him that is producing the victories, but it's God's strength in him. And in that moment, and this is, this is not really a part of the sermon, but if, if you could make a mental note, God always will meet you in your weak moment and meet your greatest need. Samson was about to die of thirst and be, and be slew by the Philistines because he was so weak and he cried out to God, God, you, you, you must bring me something to drink. I'm going to die of thirst. Interesting, he's asking God for something to drink. Okay? Going to God for, for his weakness, for, for his, his thirsty soul. A lot of other people go to other places for their thirsty soul, trying to get, get a thirst quencher from the wrong places, from a woman or a man or, or, or something at the, you know, the, the, the Jackson outlets or, or whatever you people shop. I don't know. Anyone from Jackson here? I don't know why I said that. Because the other one, I don't know. What's the other one called? Jersey Shore. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. All right. That's okay. Jersey Shore outlets. Yeah, that's cool. We're, Jackson outlets. I don't know. What goes on out there, Jackson? All right. Focus, focus the scriptures. So God caused water. God met him. God provided to gush out of the hollow ground in Lehi. And Samson was revived as he drank. When you drink the water that God provides for you, it revives you. It strengthens you. And then he came to that place, the, the spring of the one who cried out and is still called and is in Lehi to this day. And this is a great verse. Samson judged Israel for 20 years during this period. I mean, 20 years he was able to rule and, and do it peacefully and righteously. But as the title goes, it takes baby steps for a big fall. Anyone ever gone through a big fall physically? Yeah. I'm surprised no one's falling down these stairs. Uh, that would be a great sermon illustration. If that guy just walking right down the middle aisle just toppled right down. <laughs> just sit in your seat for 30 minutes. It's, I'm not going to be long, okay? But, but sometimes you go through a big fall in life, and, and you see it coming a lot of times. You see it coming. Uh, like anyone ever, like, like you could see that this fall is going to take place. And, and, and I had one, uh, I was with my mom uh, and uh, Silas. Silas uh, I, was our dog. I know, I'm sorry. I, I, it, was, it was either my wife or Silas. And uh, Silas, like, like Silas and my wife Diamond did not get along. Like every single morning, I, I drive the kids to, to school every single morning. And then as, as I'm taking the kids to school, always I get a phone call from Diamond screaming and yelling at me. We have to get rid of this dog. He just ate all the trash. He just jumped on me. I can't control this dog. This is your fault. You didn't train him the right way, which is true. It is my fault completely. But yet I love this dog. Anyone, you love a dog. I mean, I mean there should be a book called A Man and a Dog. You know, and I, I felt, you know, like it was just me and Silas sometimes, and, and literally it was hurting our marriage. I mean, we would go on date nights, and like, lo and behold, always at certain one point in the date night, Silas's name would come up, and the whole mood of the date night would just radically do a 180-degree turn, and, and so Diamond, like, it's either me or the dog. So after 30 days of prayer and fasting... <laughs> We, we were able to, to find a, a great home for Silas uh, in Delaware. Now he has like a pond that, 
that he could go into and everything. Uh, but, you know, there was this one time, uh, this is right before we had to get Silas out of here. Uh, me and my mom were, were with Silas on the beach. Uh, and, and so Silas loved the beach. He's a water dog. But you have to have the dogs on a leash. So we had one of those, like, extended leashes, right? You know, the extended leashes. It was, like, maybe 25 feet or something, right, Mom? And, and so we're, 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 I'm out there. I got the leash, and, and Mom's got the ball. And he was you could throw it. He would catch the ball. He was amazing, great at tricks, bad at listening, great at tricks. And, and so I, I see, I notice that um, Silas is on the left side of my mom. I'm on, on the right side of my mom. And the leash is behind my mom. And I see my mom getting ready to throw the ball. And, and literally, I had one of those like slow motion moments where my mom, I'm like, no, mom. And so my mom throws the ball. And of course, Silas, the 60-pound dog, starts sprinting after the dog. I'm holding the leash. The, the, the cord gets caught underneath my mom's legs. She does like a one-and-a-half circle flip. Now, just, I mean, just, I mean, it, oh, my God. And, and I wouldn't be telling this story if my mom was hurt. She, she bounces back immensely. But, but it shocked her. And, and at that point, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, my God. I saw it coming. I knew it was going to come. And so many things came into place. My mom did throw the ball. I did not throw the ball. So you cannot blame me for the fall. We, we have to share the blame on that one, right, Mom? Did throw the ball. Uh, and and, and she, she fell. And uh, we, we've all fallen. We've all had some bad falls. It's, it's, it's hard to fall gracefully, isn't it? And, and so we, we look at Samson in this story. And everything on the outside seems amazing. He's ruling Israel for 20 straight years peacefully, faithfully. Everything is going good for Samson. It seems like his childlike, lustful, stupid behavior is behind him. But now... We see things take a dramatic twist. And, and we see in, in Judges chapter 16, verse 1, after this great scripture, this great accomplishment, things are going great for Samson, so good. Chapter 16, verse 1, one day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent a night with a hooker. Samson. You were doing so good. Oh, how, like how does that, I mean, it, it, you're doing so good, and now you, you, you're setting yourself up for another fall. But this is the, the, the key point that, that I want you to take down. Samson didn't ruin his life all at once. He did it one step at a time. He's going from, from his home of Zorah to Gaza, which is the capital of, 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 Philist, of the Philistines. And it's 25 miles away if you look at it on a map. And so I, I, did, the, I did the research. It took him 50,250 steps to go all the way from Zora to Gaza. That means that he had 25,000 250 chances to say, this is stupid. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I, I mean, one, two, how could somebody risk so much for so little? And the answer is, we do it every day. 
Nobody wakes up one day and says, I want to be broke. I want to go bankrupt. That seems like an awesome 10-year goal. No, but it, it goes, you know, car I can't afford, computer, iPhone, gym membership I'm never going to use, multi-level marketing, uh, you know, this contract, and then all of a sudden you're in a place where you're completely broke and embarrassed. No one ever wakes up one day and says, I, I want to just be caught in this complete, secretive, lustful world where I can't even be intimate with the woman I love anymore. That sounds awesome. Doesn't happen like that. It happens one step at a time. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're in that place never thought you would be. No one ever says, man, it would be great if, if I could just have an affair, ruin my marriage, have my kids hate me forever. That sounds awesome. No one just like, like, like falls into a bed with a woman. Like, oh my God. Like, no. It happens one step, one, one look. Check me out. How you doing? Text here. Inappropriate conversation there. All of a sudden, you're in a place that you never expected to be. One step at a time. Samson has so much, and yet he ruined his life because of baby steps. It says, verse 2, that soon the word spread that Samson was there. So the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town's gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, when the light of morning comes, we will kill him. Interesting that the Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Everyone know that one. Amen. It should say that pleasure may endure for the night, but regret comes in the morning too. Yeah, one person upstairs got that one. And so verse 3, it says, but Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. And then he got up, took hold of the doors of the town including the two posts, lifted them up in the middle of the night, threw them on his shoulders, and carried them all the way to the top of Hebron. What is he doing? This is our first takeaway. How do you ruin your life? Number one, you underestimate your enemy. Samson is taunting his enemy. He's just playing with his enemy, basically saying, I'm too strong for you to, to get me. Uh, you'll, you'll never catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You know, like, like you will never be able. My sins will never find me out. I am too strong. And he underestimated his enemy. And so in the middle of the night, picks up a 700-pound door, kind of like I work out that way. I pick up 700-pound doors all day long. And, and just like Samson, takes it in the middle of town and taunts his enemy. He didn't know that, that we have an enemy that wants to destroy us, wants to ruin your marriage, ruin your reputation, ruin your family, ruin your integrity, ruin your... He wants to destroy every aspect of your life, but he doesn't do it all at once. He does it one step at a time. I, I thought about how uh, uh, people hunt. Any hunters in here? No. Okay, good. Um, I'm not a hunter. I shot a gun one time in Florida with Anthony Telford. I went 0 for 50 shooting the skeets. 
Is that what they're called, the skeets? Not a hunter. They, they told me, like, before they, they, they wanted to invite me to go hunting, they, like, showed me the outfit that you have to wear to go hunting. I had to, like, put on, like, a, a bush. I had to basically put a bush on me. I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to hunt. You guys enjoy your 3 a.m., you know, like, hiding in bushes for the big bad quail to come out. You know, not for me. Uh, <laughs> like, why do you have to hide from the big bad quail? Like, <laughs> uh, but Eskimos, I found it very interesting. Eskimos hunt wolves in, in Canada and, and, and in Alaska. Very interesting how they hunt wolves, and I think there's a spiritual lesson in this. How Eskimos hunt wolves, they take a, they take a knife, and they know that wolves are, are attracted to, to seals and seals' blood. So they take that knife, and they, they, they dip it in, in seals' blood, and then they'll freeze it, and then they'll dip it again, and they'll freeze it until it's basically like a seals' blood popsicle knife. And they'll put it in the middle of, of the snow. And then they'll go, you know, a, a, a mile away or, or they'll get out of there. And then, of course, there, there comes the wolf. Smells that blood. That smells delicious. That smells awesome. I, I know what seal's blood smells like. I'm going to go get myself a delicious meal. And then that, that wolf goes over, starts licking that, that popsicle. And then, uh, inevitably, he stops eating the seal's blood and he starts slicing his tongue into pieces. But the wolf can't tell that it's his blood and not the seal's blood until finally it gets dizzy and, and, and then just collapses and bleeds to death. I thought, man, how, how many people fall for that every single day? Where you start licking things. You, you, you start being enticed by things and, and you don't think that you're hurting anybody. You don't think you're hurting yourself. And then at one point, you don't even realize when it is, but you are the one bleeding out. You are the one suffering until inevitably you are lying dead spiritually. Doesn't happen all. It happens with baby steps. But God is a good God. And he sent me here to preach this sermon to somebody to say, you need to get away from the bait. You need to get away from what you think is going to fulfill your thirst and your desires. It will kill you. It will kill your calling. It will destroy your reputation and your character. Stay away. I was at Hink's Turkey Farm uh, uh, recently, and uh, there, there was this one angry llama and uh, some of you know about the angry llama, apparently. And they have this angry llama that you're not allowed to feed. Don't feed the llama. And I saw this one time, there was this little, like, eight-year-old girl just teasing the llama. Oh, you can't get that. Teasing the llama. And guess who won? Got a little too close to the llama. That llama, man, she's lucky she got her finger back. That llama snatched that carrot out of her finger and got, and got half of her nail along with it. Because she was taunting something that she shouldn't have been told. You're playing with things you should not be playing with. Don't mess with that any longer. You're lucky that you haven't been caught and felt the wrath of it yet. Get away. Walk away. I thought about number, number two, what Samson did, is he rationalized the same old sin. Verse four. So right after, after the, the, the hooker, you would think he would learn his lesson. Did he learn his lesson? Okay. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. That was uncomfortable. Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek, which is in 
Philistine country. Again, he's going into enemy territory. He did it last week we saw. He, he went after a prostitute in enemy territory again. He did it uh, in, in, the, in the last uh, story about uh, the, the prostitute. And now he's going and finds Delilah again. And the rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and how we could tie him up secretly. Rationalize same old sin. I mean, I'm not hurting anybody. I, I mean, it's none of anybody's business what I do in my private life. I, I mean, if, if, I was, if I was getting it at home, I wouldn't need to be doing these things. And, 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 and what, what are you doing? You're rationalizing the same old sin. And Samson, over and over again, we see this. And his life is getting quiet in here. And we see that Delilah is being used to take Samson down. And they, they pay her all this money and they, they say to her, uh, we, we want you to, to entice, let us know how we could kill Samson, how we could take him down. And, and so uh, Delilah uh, goes to Samson and says, Samson, I, I need you to, to tell me your secret. I need you to tell me what makes you so strong. And, and Samson just start, keeps playing with it, just keeps messing, just keeps playing the game. Just don't even play that game. And, and, and so Samson says, just, all, right, all right, I'll just lie to her. I'll just mess with her. That if you, you, know, you, you, you tie me up with, with seven strong bands that have never been used before, then that'll work. And so, so she, she lures him to sleep. He falls asleep. She, she takes the bands, put them around him. And then she says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. How was that? Was that good for like women's voice? You know? Not good. All right, I won't try that again. And, and so Samson goes, breaks out. He tears up the Philistines, and then he's like, yeah, I like it. You know, he, I, I feel like there was part of Samson that liked it, liked living dangerously, liked living on the edge, and, and he's going to end up liking it a little too much. And then the next time she says to him, oh, Samson, you lied to me. What's, the, what's your secret? He says, well, if you, if, if you tie me up with new ropes, then I will lose my strength. So she ties him up with a new rope. The Philistines are upon you, Samson. Arr, comes out again, breaks the ropes, takes out every single one of the, the, the Philistine guys. By this time, the Philistine guys, I would not want to sign up for that job. All right, just BT-dub. I don't know where they found those guys. But, but I mean, going back in there the third time now, what's your secret, Samson? Well, if you take my seven locks of hair and you weave them into some sort of, you know, device or something, you weave my hair, then, then, then my strength will leave me, getting closer to telling his secret. And I was talking about his hair. Now he's just getting a little closer to the edge. And then in that moment, she does that. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Again, the third time, rawr, and then he comes out, tears them up. And then finally, Delilah says, that's it. How could you do this to me? I thought you loved me. Man, be careful people trying to manipulate you and to feel guilty about serving God. Be careful of people who try and say, oh my God, I thought you loved me. I love God more than I love you, honey, sir. I serve God above all else. And, and so she, she, she just went on and on. It, it says, I love this, verse 16, God bless him. With such nagging, she prodded him all day, day after. See, that's what sin does. It is relentless. Every, it, it, that voice will, will every single day, and, and, and it'll say, you know you're going to end up falling anyway. Just 
do it now. Just, just get it over with. That constant nagging until finally Samson just, just gave up and he said, all right, all right, I'll, I'll tell you what my secret is. Probably thinking that he is so strong that nothing can ever stop him. Nothing could ever get him caught. He's stronger and we do it all that we think. I am so strong that this will never control me. And you don't even realize that you are already caught. Samson was a great Rambo physically. Rambo means I could do it all by myself. He won every victory by himself. Then he tried to be a Rambo spiritually and it ruined him. Some of you are trying to be a Rambo spiritually. I, I, I don't need anybody else. I don't need church. I don't need a small group. I, I don't need godly friends. You will fall. You were never meant to live this life on your own. You need to have godly friends in your life that will be able. He didn't, he, all he needed was one good friend to say, Samson, what are you doing? You're ruining your life. You're destroying your calling. But he didn't have one godly friend in his life. And he ended up going through a tragic fall. Mick Jagger has this song called, old song. I think it was before I was born. Says, I can't get no satisfaction, but I tried, and I tried, and I tried, but I can't get no satisfaction because you were made for more, Mr. Jagger. And I want to say to you, you were made for more than just lovers and parties and, and waking up hungover all the time and, and, and just giving your body to person after person. You were made for more than that. You were made for God's purpose to be brought forth. You were made to be set apart for God and it's never too late. Number three, the third thing he did. Samson assumed his disobedience would never cost him listen to this verse verse 20 then she cried out samson the philistines have come to capture you and he woke up and he thought as i thought before i'll shake myself free see a lot of us we think i'll just talk my way out of it like i've always done i'll just lie and manipulate like I've always done, and I'll just get away. I'll shake myself free. But there will come a day, might not be today, might not even be this year, but there will come a day when it will cost you. When she will say or he will say, I've had enough. I'm done. When your kids will look at you and say, Dad, you, you, you've given me empty promises too long. I'm done. I'm done. Your boss that you've been able to manipulate and, and lie to is going to eventually say, you're, you're, you're lazy. I don't want you working for me anymore. You're fired. There will always come a day where it will cost you. Cost Samson. It says that when they got him, they took him. The Philistines came in. They captured him, gouged his eyes out. They took him to Gaza, place where he had so many victories, place where he was able to kill so many Philistines where he couldn't be brought down. He was so strong, but they took him to that same place. And they put chains around him and forced him to grind. 
in the prisons. God sent me to speak this message to somebody. This is a loving message. Don't think, oh, Pastor Isaac's trying to judge. I'm not trying to judge. I, you have a pastor who loves you, who is bold enough to preach this message. And say to somebody, where are you stepping away from God? You may be on step one, or you may be on step 24,526. But where are you stepping away from God? Sometimes it's just as simple as not wanting to be in God's presence anymore. Start dropping away from from church and dropping away from godly influences in your life. You may still have your hair, but you are getting ready for a buzz cut. Where are you stepping away from God? Maybe you're, you're, you're stepping away from God because you're harboring hate in your heart. And you justify it because of how bad you were hurt or abused. And you have this hate and bitterness in your heart and you're getting ready for a buzz cut. How could you love God and hate your neighbor? Where are you stepping away from God? Have you stepped away because you convinced yourself your secret lust-filled sin will not hurt anybody else? You may still have your hair now, but you are getting ready for a buzz cut. Wherever you are, if you're on step one or step 24,000, you need to turn around. You need to repent, say, God, I'm sorry. I, I want to go back after you. I don't want to go down this road anymore. And where's, where's Dean? Come here, Dean. See, a lot of times, this is, this is how we think it works, is we think when we start walking away from God, you're God. Congratulations. Don't let it go to your head. And, and we think we start walking off that now I want to turn back to God and I got to come back to God. Right? I mean, people say the thing, if God's not in your life, who moved, right? Remember, anyone's ever seen that Facebook post, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's not necessarily true. I mean, yeah, you did move but so did God. Because this is how it works. When you start stepping away from God, he takes that step along with you. And then in that moment, maybe it's today for you. And, and you say, I'm, I'm through. I'm, I'm gonna turn back, I'm, I'm gonna repent, I'm gonna turn back to God. You turn back to God. And he's right there. He never left you. He never judged you. He never said, oh, you're a bad person. He walked through your dysfunction and through your sin right along with you. And then this is what he does because you got to get back to your purpose. you got to get back to, to where you were before. And then he walks back with you. He says, I'll, follow, I'll lead you. I'll be by your side because it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get back everything that you lost overnight. But you will because he walks with me. He talks with me. He walks beside me everywhere I go. 
And then this is the, the last scripture I want to read, Judges chapter 16, verse 22. And this is going to segue into next week. Don't miss next week. Next week's going to be awesome. But the hair on his head began to grow again. Maybe you got a haircut. Maybe you had your, your head shaved and, and you were shamed. But when you begin to repent to God, turn 180 degrees and say, God, I'm going to walk back with you. The hair on your head will grow back. Everyone in here, let's just close our eyes right now. Praise you. Somebody, this, this message was for you. This is a, a, a warning from a loving God. Saying, turn around. Turn around. You're in here this morning. And you need to repent. Get back with God. Don't leave here the same way you came. Don't miss this warning sign that a gracious God put in your path. It might not have cost you yet, but it will. Father, I pray for everyone in here that needed this word, Lord God. Give them the strength, Lord God, the courage to be able to humble themselves before you. For them to be able to, to turn around and say, I don't want that life any longer. I don't care if maybe I, I'm not hurting anybody else, Lord God. I'm, I'm hurting you. Every time we sin, every time we fall short, it's another nail in the hand of Jesus. God, I don't, I don't want to go down that road anymore, Lord. I, I want to be able to, to be that man of integrity, that man of character, that man of a good reputation. I want to be that person. And, and I, I, I see the darkness creeping into my heart. I, I see the hate coming into my soul. And, and I hate it. I don't want it. But sometimes I feel like there's more darkness in me than there is light. But this morning, God is saying that when perfect love comes on the scene, everything else has to go. It has to go this morning. In Jesus' name, you are turning around this morning. It is gone. Take his hand. Let him lead you back into your purpose. You were made for more. You were made for more. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Let's just sing that. It's your breath in my lungs. Let his, his breath come in your life this morning. Praise, Praise you, Father God. Praise you, God. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs.